Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hi, everybody. I'm going to start us out with a high five. And that is that I got to go to Montana with my husband's family. And I love horses, but I don't ride very long, very often. But I did these like giant, giant rides on this amazing, huge ranch with his cousins. And I got so saddle sore. (laughs) So my and it's been a long time since I've ridden long enough to actually be really sore. Because, you know, you're, like, gripping. And so that's my high five, is that I rode long enough to be saddle sore. And uh, it's amazing. It looked so pretty. Too. Yeah, seriously. And I love that feeling. I love when my muscles are sore. I think it's nice. I do, yeah. too. As long as I can, like, walk. Yes, yes. If it impedes my actual ability to live my life, no. But this is just, like, a nice, like, yeah, just ooh, a nice, I've like, been on a horse. Yep, I like yep. it. My, like, I adductors are sore. So That's awesome. That. Um, my... Mine's a face palm. So because of the windstorm that we had a couple weeks ago, um, we lost some siding on our house and we lost some of our fence, which I didn't really think too much about. I mean, we need to get it fixed, but now Emmett is very mobile. And so to go out, I didn't think about how much I use that fence just because he hasn't really been mobile up until now. But um, he now knows too that like, I don't want him to go in the road. Like, we have established that. And so he does. He just goes for the road. And so it's annoying because if I just go out in my backyard, which normally was fine, and I could just, you know, do some gardening, do some different things, and he would just play, it's like all of a sudden he's gone, which is oh. frightening. Oh. And anyway, so that happened once yesterday where I, like, you know, I thought he was, like, right next to me. I could kind of hear him, like, playing right next to me. And then I looked up, and I was like, oh, where no. did he go? And then I remembered, like, my fence is gone. So... That is kind of a face palm right now. We need to get fixed because it really is affecting my way of life. And that age where they either are pushing boundaries or you just know they're so little they're just oblivious to where they're going. Yeah. It's like the combo mm-hmm. is totally. so scary. Yeah. yeah. And really that's is. exactly him right now. Yeah, he's 15 months. Yeah, I'm asking you guys, is is it normal for him to be asserting some rebellion this early? He sure was, I feel like, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. just Maybe like, not re- it's not rebellion, it's independence. Independence. Right. He's testing. just testing what his power is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, we were at the park yesterday, and he was he was trying to figure out how much power he has. Yeah, he just was wandering about, and he saw the other cousins wandering over in the road, and of course then he started, and the next thing you know, it's like he's forever away anyway <laughs> I think that's totally normal it's I just like too. this little lone wanderer yeah. out there it's like a <laughs> zombie walk yeah it's so anyway. cute okay I have a high five today and that is I just want to give a general high five to podcasts I have just been loving I just like that the barrier to entry on making a podcast is nothing anyone can do it and so I think there's so many unique and fun ideas that you can just find, you can find whatever you want to find in a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. And I wanted to share one that I've been liking, and that is the purpose gathering, specifically for any of you who are working. And I know right now a lot of people are also trying to work and teach their kids and be everything. And the purpose gathering podcast talks um, a lot about this. Some of their topics that I like are navigating mom guilt, which we all have, work-life boundaries. Um, I just feel like she communicates it really well and gives concrete tips, so I just wanted to share that. Um, But today we are going to be talking about habits. And this is, okay, so we read the book Atomic Habits and such a game changer. These small daily things that we can do, small daily practices that really, um, when you think about it, Make up your whole entire life. I think a lot of the times we set giant goals or not even giant goals, just goals in general, but then we don't break it down into the smaller steps of how we're going to get there. So then six months go by or the next new year Mm -hmm. and we set the exact same goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least that's me. It's like every year the same, same goals. And in Atomic Habits, Habits, James Clear says that 
you know, we spend most of our energy, 80% or more on these big goals. And if we would just focus on these little moves, so atomic habits, the, the title comes from the word atomic means small but powerful, basically. And I think we can always think of our habits as just little things that move the needle. But then when you look back mm -hmm. over time, it's like, oh my gosh, I lost 50 pounds or I wrote a book or I read 100 books or whatever just from implementing these small daily things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me with this book that was so... Um, such a, a wake-up call was, am I just letting life push me through? Or am I being intentional every single day? So I look at my future self, who I want to be, and then each day, am I being intentional? Or am I just being pushed by the clock of the next thing I have to do? Or am I carving out practices that um, add to my future value? So we want to give you guys some concrete tips today um, for creating habits that are lasting, I think, in some ways that we can have cues daily that remind us of our habits. And I think once you fall in love with your system, your daily mm -hmm. system, then you just, it's like you automatically achieve the goals. Mm -hmm. It's fun to write mm -hmm. them down, but if you don't have those daily systems, then... Like breaking it down. Yes. Is, it, yeah. It yeah. totally helps you break it down so that mm -hmm. you can achieve those big goals. And he says, winners and losers both have the same goals. Yes. Which is kind of yeah, interesting to think about. Yeah. Because if you, if you look, yeah, anyone who's, you know, competing in the Olympics, they want to win a gold medal. Mm -hmm. But it's not that goal that makes the winner win. It's the little daily habits. Mm -hmm. So I love that thought. I think our whole entire lives, and looking back on my life, it is the small things that make up my entire mm -hmm. life. The mm -hmm. big things make up a really small amount. Mm -hmm. The big events, the speaking, the public speaking, the kind of the degrees, when you get the degree, all those things, and they're wonderful. Those big achievements are really cool, but they are such a small percentage. The thing that actually makes up the whole life is all the small things. So something that I took out of this that I love is that when we talk about these small things, the goal is part of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we do want to achieve something. Mm -hmm. But that we choose to do small things every single day because that's the life we want to create. The mm -hmm. day with those mm -hmm. steps inside mm -hmm. of it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's the classic, like, let's enjoy the journey mm -hmm. concept, which sounds so cliche, mm -hmm. but that's really what it comes down to. And all of us, I feel like when it comes to identity, when we become the kind of person who I move my body because I am a person who values my body, mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what kind of workout I'm doing. If I'm training for a marathon, great, I'm training for a marathon. But when the marathon stops, I'm not just going to stop exercising mm -hmm. altogether. Mm -hmm. Like some people, that's their love. They keep running. For me, it's I'm going to try this and I do something totally different. But the idea of taking care of my body lasts through whatever it is that you're doing, right? right? And I think that chain, that shift from... I only work towards a specific thing. I only exercise when I'm working towards a race or I only uh, write when I'm writing for a deadline mm -hmm. or do I want to be a person who is writing mm -hmm. every day because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, output is going to happen, right? Yeah. Goals are going to be achieved. If I'm a person who just takes care of my body because that's who I am, I am going to do those daily things every single day because that's who I am, not because of this one specific outcome I'm going for. Or once I've lost that amount of weight, right? I mean, like, how often does that happen? Like, I'm gonna work, work, work until that number mm -hmm. has achieved and then it's just a swing back and forth. Yeah. But if you're just somebody who takes care of your body and that's your identity, it totally, for me, that's one of my favorite things about this book and really about in life is I feel like if we can just, the small things, changing our, frame of mind to small things are what make up our life so choosing to enjoy them because that's who we want to be mm -hmm. and that's our identity I think is so 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 fabulous yeah. instead of end goal and it's growth mindset versus fixed mindset mm -hmm. I mean there's a kind of a bleed through here overlapping yeah. but that was to me just a really beautiful reminder and it totally affects the way I live my entire mm -hmm. life yeah mm -hmm. I like the key I feel like the 
identity versus outcome is so important. And it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's more intrinsically motivating mm-hmm. when it's that way instead of I'm working out because I want to lose weight. I'm working out because I want to keep, I want to take care of my body and Mm -hmm. that's who I am. Like Mm -hmm. it's a different thing and you Mm -hmm. will be able to keep going and it keeps you motivated rather than for a month and then you're done, you know? Yeah, I think that makes me think of how, where you put your, you put your time into what you value. So you can have this end goal, but it's really the consistent habits every day that are who you actually are. Mm -hmm. So you can say Mm -hmm. you have this goal and you want to be some type of person. But if you look at your day, and when I ask myself this question, it's like, okay, when I look at what I actually do every day, am I putting my time towards what I value? Mm-hmm. Am I doing the small habits that create the person I want to be? Or am I saying, I want to be healthy, and I would like to you know, always be able to play with my kids, and you know, my body is strong, and I want to write a book, and I want to, you know, be someone who cooks amazing meals but then I'm like looking at Instagram all day and not paying attention to my kids or whatever so so it's not a guilt thing but it's looking where am I putting my time because that really shows what I'm valuing Mm -hmm. right and I think that is just a great first step yeah it's an awareness thing yes right being aware be Mm -hmm. intentional if you're not aware exactly Mm -hmm. yes so beautiful this kind of leads us into the concept of identity so I was thinking as I was reading Atomic Habits, it kind of reminded me of Eckhart Tolle a little bit mm-hmm. when we talk about identity. Because, so for example, we can identify ourselves as an athlete, and that's going to help you do the little things every single day, right? For sure. However, if something ever happens, like for example, you ever get to a point in your life where you can't play the sport that you used to love, or, you know, I know people who loved running their whole life. And now, like, one guy I know, he's 80, and he's like, I miss, like, my knees. I can't run anymore. It can either be a loss, a huge loss of identity, or James Clear recommends thinking of the things you love the most and then reframing your identity sentences around them and writing them down. And I did this, guys, and it was so powerful. So instead of, I am an athlete, he said, like, an example is, I am mentally tough and love physical challenge. Or he says this happens a lot with CEOs. Uh, once they're not a CEO anymore, they have this identity crisis. And he's like, so instead of saying who I am as an I, a CEO, it's I am the type of person who builds and creates things. So an example for me, I think as parents, we do this a lot. And Eckhart Tolle talks about this, where we get so identified with the form of being, I am a mother to small children who need me for their life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's important. It's it, You feel like you are so needed, and sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's a really hard thing, right? But either way, when I we identify with that form, it's easy to get wrapped up in it. And then when we lose that form, for example, when our kids grow up or something changes there, or for me, like, say, being an acrobat, like, I love doing acrobat stuff. But if that ever changed and I couldn't do it anymore, would I be so wrapped up in the loss of my identity? Or mm-hmm. can I reframe that? So for me... With the acrobat stuff, I changed it to, I am mentally flexible and enjoy challenging myself and collaborating with others. And I can do that at any stage of my life, really no matter what my physical state is. Right. And with being a mother, I changed it to, I am somebody who enjoys loving others and helping them reach their individual potential. Mm-hmm. And that can be, I can be that kind of person no matter the age of my children. Mm-hmm. For me, it was this like, like mm-hmm. I could hear Eckhart Tolle in my head, but I feel like it was like, yes, yes, yes. So mm-hmm. think about what are the things that are your goals and look at your goals, right? Mm-hmm. And look at that identity and then try to come up with a sentence that's like, this is who I want to be. I am a person who does not miss workouts, mm-hmm. right? That, mm-hmm. that is it. Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't matter what workout you're doing. That's the person you're being that can kind of go across all forms. And it gets to the root of why. Yeah. Yeah, it does get through to why. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's beautiful. Like, why do you want to be an acrobat? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not for that exact, yeah, that's a fun goal, but yeah. it's because you enjoy learning and the challenge. And, and collab- with other collaboration. And collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really cool to think about our identity that way because I think sometimes we do get trapped in those and we set our expectations there and then... And then we get, I feel like we really get stuck Mm -hmm. because the end, I think that's 
oftentimes we set these big goals, but then as we go through our life and we're doing the small things, I don't think we always end up exactly where we set our goal to be exactly at the same identity that we maybe thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so if you have the why underneath it, it doesn't really matter what the perfect end goal. Yeah. It's you're becoming the person that you want to be in intrinsically. Yeah. Yeah. We as a family have, well, we've been doing it for years, but it's one of my favorite habits we have. And that is at the beginning of each year, we get, each of my kids get a little calendar just with a date for every of the whole year so it's just like a little one page it's they call them calendars at a glance they're in your like you can oh, find them in your mm-hmm. templates mm-hmm. in your word or your word processing uh, software but so it's so easy I literally print it out but at the top I write we actually haven't changed it for years and we might just keep the same mantra forever but mm-hmm. we're open to changing it every year but I just says at the top griffins are learners Mm-hmm. And then under it, we have our essentials, which my essentials is mostly about learning, right? Mm-hmm. We memorize stuff. We guys have, we've talked about essentials a ton. We say our memorizing scripture. We say our memorizing poem or historical document. We read books together, right? That's like my kids' essentials. And then I have my own essentials that also is mostly around learning. I mean, I have some physical stuff, exercise, but everything else is learning, right? Mm-hmm. The meditating, it's internal. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. It's more discovering there, right? But everything else is reading and writing, that kind of stuff. But the beautiful thing is then you just mark it off every single day you do it. Mm-hmm. So over mm-hmm. a whole year, you don't have every single day, but it is this process. It's, it's all a about collective a thing. process based of are you doing the little things every single day that are going to add up to the identity you want, mm-hmm. which the cool thing about the mantra Griffins are learners is you can be a learner at any age, right? You don't have to be in school to be a learner. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be young to be a learner. You can literally be a learner when you're 90 years old and you're learning about whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a bajillion mm-hmm. things in the world to learn about. And that's one of my favorite like habit hacks that I think falls in line so well with Atomic Habits. You get the totally. satisfaction of marking it down. You have the identity that's fluid that can go throughout your entire life. Yep. And you have the little things every day adding up to something really big. Mm-hmm. in the end yeah and that isn't even a that isn't even a concrete goal it's just a becoming kind of thing but it feels so cool it's a really process-based little hack so I if you like that. that idea give it a try it's fun I remember you gave us the like as our bigger family too like you gave us those calendars in a couple years ago 15 so we started it five years ago in our own family yeah. and yeah I gave it to everybody at that point and it was cool it. and I remember something that I really liked about it and definitely that he talks about in the book is the the all-or-nothing thing like don't get mm-hmm. caught up in in all or nothing, because I think sometimes it's like, you know, you have a goal that you're going to do whatever Mm -hmm. it is, X, you know, I'm going to read every day, but then you miss a day of reading. And sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, well, like I missed it. And it Mm -hmm. almost feels easy to just stop. But, but I love it that it's like, it doesn't matter if you missed a day, just keep going. And it's the idea that as you look at the calendar, you might've had a few days missing, but overall, if you're just going, I'm the type of person, again, going back to the, I'm the type of person who I do, like, I will keep going like mm-hmm. I am persistent mm-hmm. in this and I love that because I think sometimes it's very easy for me to get caught up in the all or nothing thing it's like mm-hmm. totally but when was that ever helpful it's like right you Never. know <laughs> yeah. it's like if you don't brush your teeth for a day it's like it's not like you're just I gonna stop brushing your teeth not. right no. yeah like yeah. I'm gonna lose all my teeth now <laughs> right so anyway yeah. I just love I love that idea so when it comes to habits with kids um so Terrilyn's kids are a little bit older and we get this question a lot because you want to create that habit of being a person who has habits that they, Mm -hmm. you know, do, do you have any helpful tips for, are you modeling it obviously, and then reminding with the, with the essentials and have you seen your older kids latch on to the satisfaction of it? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, they enjoy the marking off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they've enjoyed so much the marking off of the habits that I want in the morning where they can like actually like Check, check, I've yeah. done that, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, I, the great thing about, I think, setting up any kind of habit tracking system or as we talk about here, like this kind of st- stacking things, um, my kids now, the older ones, mm-hmm. my two younger ones have not grasped this yet. Mm-hmm. But I love it that they have a, we've talked about their, you know, who do you want to be? Because all my kids, they get to choose their instrument and they begin at the age of seven, right? So they choose it. And they learn it. And I don't care if they do anything with it for the rest of their life. But I mm-hmm. want for their brain development, I want them to have that training. So I love it. Yeah, my older kids, they get up, they play their instrument, and they get it because it's part of their 
I am developing that music. I, from, we haven't even identified that I am a musician because mm-hmm. I don't know if any of them have that as part of their identity goals, right. but that I am developing that part of my brain mm-hmm. because we're learners, right? Mm-hmm. So they do that and they do their chore and it's all about like they know every single morning especially during school this is why fall is my favorite time of year guys <laughs> i just like um oh, i just love it so yeah by the time i even start eating breakfast with them they've already done all those things and they feel so much satisfaction for it it's really cool to see their intrinsic motivation that mm-hmm. they're not checking so i actually don't want it to be like a me being like have you right. done this have you done this right. have you done this it's them and obviously, if they haven't done it for a few days, I'm going to say something and we'll have yeah. a conversation about how, how can we make it a little better. But, okay, so an example of this that I just want to share that works really, it's working way well with my older kids and even my little guys it's working with right now. But it comes from this, like, kind of intrinsic thing and then we have conversations about it, but I'm not, like, forcing them to the do it. I think any time as a parent you can assign the responsibility to them and let them take ownership of something, right. they're feeling thrilled because mm-hmm. they have ownership of it. You're feeling thrilled because you're not a badger all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many times, oh my gosh, like, for example, putting on shoes, I still have not mastered this. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them to put on their shoes 20 times. You know, I'm like, can't I just ask once and it's done? <laughs> you know, I'm like, why, why don't we have our shoes on to get up? Anyway. How can we have it stacked this? Yes. I digress. So sometimes that's not working. But a place where it is working is with reading mm-hmm. at night. So I let my kids, my thing is we do our, we do our bedtime schedule and then they get a read at night and it feels cool to them because I think reading is the best thing because you still pay attention. It's not stimulating enough that you're going to push through Mm -hmm. really tiredness. I say like, listen to your cues. As soon as your body tells you it's time to go to bed, close your book. Great. But, um, I was kind of having a hard time. I felt like I was kind of reminding and things like that. So after reading this book, I made sure in every one of their rooms. So this is going along with James Clear's, uh, make it, obvious and make it easy Mm -hmm. I got them their little blue light so you know if you're into biohacking blue light which is artificial light disrupts our like sleep rhythms and so um, I have like no blue light reading lamps and no blue light uh, little night lights for the ones who are scared of the dark and so I made sure that in each of their rooms they had those and then I got their little things and I got them the extension cords that I've been meaning to buy forever, but I haven't plugged them in, their little reading lamps. And then for my daughters and my son, I actually put their little reading chart by their bed with a pencil. Like these little things I think are a huge deal because mm-hmm. how many times you're like, I want to write down how many minutes I read, but I don't have my pencil. And then their timer is right there. So literally everything is there for their habit. It's there. They can get in bed. Their book's there. Their reading chart's there to write down how many minutes. Their timer's there so they know how long they've read. And then they can just read until they're tired. And it's been amazing because I don't even have to follow up at all. I just glance mm-hmm. at the reading chart. And I'm like, oh, great. They're reading. This is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm not having to do anything because of that just little setup at the beginning, the infrastructure of do they have everything they need to do this habit? Mm-hmm. And then it's so cool. I don't have to push. I don't have to do anything. It's just great. So that's an example of a little bit of front loading the work of just get, making mm-hmm. sure what system is there. Because mm-hmm. how many times have you who have kids in school who you have to track reading minutes? At the end of the week, you're like, I don't know. Did you read half and every day? Well, I don't know. Anyway, so that's a little, so in response to your question, yes, I think if you can make your children set up for success with their habits, having all the things they need, where it is, making it obvious, making it easy, then yes, that intrinsic motivation just happens, which is really, really cool. And when it's not, they're little and they're learning and we talk about those and we talk about ways, can we make this easier? Is Mm -hmm. it not working for you? And, but yeah, letting them own it is so cool. So that's been like a little hack lately. It was a pain point, the figuring out how many minutes have we read, but they just didn't have all the tools they needed. And the no blue light thing is really nice because then they're actually tired. Yes. Totally. Instead of, I mean, screens. Melatonin's going. Yeah. Yeah. I can push myself way past if I'm watching a movie. Totally. Than I can if I'm reading a book with my no blue light light. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. really nice. So. That's something, you hit on something to, is a little bit of a divergence from habits, but I think with our kids a lot, but this is make it obvious and easy. I think a lot of the times, if you look at your frustrations with your kids in your day, it's clarity. 
that they're yes. missing. Yes. They don't even know how to do the thing you're wanting them to do. Yeah. Or they might not have the tools or the infrastructure. And if you look at those pain points of like, why is dinner always so chaotic? And perhaps it's that your kids don't know. They don't know the clarity of, you know, this is what we're going to do when we're at the table. And this is the system. And uh, Atomic Habits, um, that's one of the biggest things in this book with um, creating any sort of habit is the system behind it, making it obvious and easy. And with the reading thing that hit on it, reading, having your kids fall asleep reading, if they still have some energy, isn't, it sounds so easy. Like you can just say, just read as you fall asleep. But if they can't see, or if they have to turn on their big light, or they, if you want them to track it, they can't keep track of it because they don't have their paper. It's not easy or obvious. So Mm -hmm. especially for kids, they're not going to do it. I think that's a really great example. Have you ever been hesitant to talk about beauty products on the podcast? Because the beauty industry can make women feel put in a box or hypersexualized and it hasn't really aligned with our mission here but we've recently discovered shine cosmetics they are a brand that builds successful confident beautiful personas in women and all of their products are marketed this way their eyeshadows have beautiful names like humble and their products all amplify your natural features. So my very favorite product that I've tried so far is their brow pencil. You can hardly tell that you have done anything to your brows, but it just enhances them. And also very randomly, their makeup removing towels are amazing. We all know how hard it is to get mascara off. Soap can irritate the eyes. And these cloths just with water take my mascara completely off. It is amazing. So Shine gave us a code, find the magic, that you all can get 10% off your first order. So head over to our show notes and you can use the link there with code find the magic to get 10% off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. There are four laws of habit change, and Terilyn hit on obvious and easy. The next two are attractive and... Wow, I'm missing the last one. Satisfying. Satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what is the last one? Yeah. Um, and it's going along with the... The science of habit is cue, craving, response, reward. That's how habits work in our brain. It creates like an actual loop that neuroscientists can track. So I like if you think of cue, craving, response, reward, the antidote or the way to actually create a habit then is the cue, make it obvious, the craving, make it attractive because you're not going to crave something that's not attractive right. for you. Response, make the response easy and the reward you got to make it satisfying mm-hmm. so i think if you can get those four components you have the science behind what makes a habit and then you have that i don't want to say antidote but the the solution the to creating <laughs> yeah the way this yeah. is the way this is the way um to actually make that happen it's a really easy way to remember it and we yeah. will post in our show notes and on our website just the list of these mm-hmm. things and we'll also link 
the I'll link my blue light reading lamp and mm -hmm. all those kinds of things in case you want to just have it be easy. Speaking of making it easy, mm -hmm. if you just want it easy, if you're like, yeah, that resonates mm -hmm. with me, then we'll have all the links to anything we talk about there. And it's findthemagic.co is our website. Yeah. So going into Q, making it obvious, and we talked a little about bit about this just being aware looking at your current habits and what you have to do every day and what do you do on default and I think that's such a great first step is just to be aware of the things that you are already doing every single day and what because then to me there when I looked at my day there were a lot of points where it became obvious where I could put in a habit mm -hmm. or take where, away a habit. Yeah. Or take away yeah. or where I was already doing a habit, but only sometimes, mm -hmm. but it wasn't obvious. So I didn't realize it. And so I wasn't, it wasn't a habit fully mm -hmm. because I wasn't doing it every single, every single day. Yeah. And can I add to that? Yeah. I think course. that, um, I loved, I just loved that idea that like we, he kind of talks about like actually do taking an inventory, how you can write, kind of like write down your day mm -hmm. and then putting, he says to put like a plus if it's a good habit, a negative if it's a, if it's a bad habit and a neutral sign, like an equal mm -hmm. if it's neutral. With the habit scorecard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, yeah. And so you can actually find that online. We'll put it in yeah, email like and it. on the show notes, but I liked it too, because there's a lot of things. I think the point of a habit is sometimes we don't even recognize that we're doing it. And that is, the, that's mm -hmm. kind of like the power of them and kind of the crux of them as well is that we, we might have habits that we're doing that we have no idea that we're actually doing them. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool if we can actually harness that power. It's, it's so, it can be mindless if we get to that point, mm -hmm. but it's actually making them that way. So I really love this because mm -hmm. I went through and I was able to be like, okay, here's some good things that I do. Here's some things that I maybe want to stop. Here's just neutral things. Mm -hmm. But then we can actually, if you just assess it first, then it's easy to say like, okay, mm -hmm. I want to take this out. I want to put this in, but it starts with coming up with, yeah, yeah what, what do I have going on? And I, we think we need, we're lacking motivation a lot yes, of times. Or self-control. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But really we just need clarity mm -hmm. and saying, mm -hmm. I'm doing this, but I, instead I would like to be doing this, writing mm -hmm. it down, planning it out. Which isn't that a liberating concept? When really he is. when he talked about successful people don't have more control or self discipline than not successful mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. it's simply that they've created their habits in a way that it doesn't take self control to do all the things we want to do. Right? They've yeah. set it up as a habit loop. Once it's in a habit loop, it's easy. Right? Mm -hmm. It's it so easy. cool. Mm -hmm. It's obvious and easy, and satisfying and <laughs> attractive, attractive and attractive you know what I mean uh -huh. like and it's true when you get in mm -hmm. a habit of a really good habit it isn't hard anymore you'll still have hard I'll still have waves like with my miracle morning yeah I'll still have waves specifically if my sleep yeah I start encroaching on it on both sides mm -hmm. then I'll feel it and I have to readjust mm -hmm. but if I'm getting the right amount of sleep and I've been doing it it's not hard like I wake up refreshed at five. Mm -hmm. It's right. amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not taking this incredible amount mm -hmm. of self-discipline. And I've yeah. read somewhere, I don't know if you mentioned this in the book, but I know I've read like many, a dozen articles about this, but that the part of our brain that requires self-discipline, it's like a reserve. It's like a muscle. And if you use a lot of it, it like gets worn out throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. And I think so, he does talk about So this. the more yeah. habit you create, you just have more of that reserve left in you because yep. you are going to require some self automatic. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to require self discipline throughout your day. But if you can make all the important things as easy as possible, then you don't have to, you don't get that fatigue and then mm -hmm. go off the deep end and do something that's really going to be a detriment to your life, yes. right? Like the really self destructive habits. You know, mm -hmm. can, totally. you can avoid those mm -hmm. if you don't have to be using self discipline in every single second of your day. Yes, totally. Yeah. So some things, um, like with the making it obvious, some things that I really loved that James Clear talks about that I have Im like implemented over the last few weeks since finishing it. Um, he talks about something called habit stacking. And basically what it is, is you have something that like a regular event that happens every day that you're going to do no matter what. So it can even be something, it could be a sunrise, it could be a sunset, like it could be those kinds of things. Or for me, um, it's like I have certain things that I do anyway. So I just paired something that I want to do with it. So that's basically what habit stacking was. So I had a couple of things that I was maybe like 50% good at doing. One of them was taking vitamins. Um, I'm like, sometimes do it, sometimes I don't. And I do want to do it every day. 
because I'm a person that takes care of my body. Like that's, <laughs> that's my identity, right? So um, what I did was like every morning I probably make something kind of different for breakfast. But what I do every morning is I do sit down to eat breakfast. So before sitting down, I would like, and I would say out loud, that's another thing he talks about is like making it obvious sometimes mm-hmm. can be calling and pointing it out. So even if I'm just by myself or I'm with my baby, I'll say, when I sit down, I say, like, I'm going to take my vitamin. So I know before I sit down, I try to grab my vitamin, but if I've sat down and I haven't grabbed it, then I, like, Mm -hmm. get back up and I go do it because that's, Mm -hmm. I've, like, stacked it. I've Mm -hmm. habit stacked that. Mm -hmm. And it has been, I have done it every day since I've done this. It was, like, that simple pairing Mm -hmm. because it was something that I already did and I just Mm -hmm. paired it with it. So Mm -hmm. that was, like, such an easy thing that I think anybody can do and we all have regular events whether it's something externally that happens or something that we do yeah. another one oh, and you're yeah. using I like it that you're using like the script he gives is you say specifically when I sit down for breakfast I will take my vitamin yes. and if it's not specific enough then if you just say after breakfast I'll take my vitamin or before it's not going to happen mm-hmm. as easily I exactly. like that you were very specific when I sit down I'm going to take my vitamin. Yes. And because he gives the example of I'm going to do 10 push-ups before my lunch break. And it wasn't specific enough. Mm -hmm. It was he had to say, when I close my laptop, Uh I will do 10 Uh push-ups. And Mm -hmm. then it actually happened. So I love how specific you got there. That's really cool. Yeah. And another one for me was pelvic floor exercises. So we, us three, have talked about this so many times. It's such a low-hanging fruit for me. Like, I'm like, it's so easy. I can do them. But then it's just when am I going to do it? And they're kind of boring. And they're kind of monotonous. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But, um... But I'm like, I feel like this is going to just, you know, like it can only be good for me. And so that was actually another thing. I did pair it with, I always sit down for breakfast. So I actually, I do the vitamin and then I just pair it with it because it's something easy. But then I don't always get in the car every day. I just don't go somewhere every day. But it's another thing. So I do it for sure in the morning when I do breakfast. But then if I get in the car to go somewhere, I like think about that. So I've also mm-hmm. paired mm-hmm. that habit that I want to make. And again, this is something that because I have, number one, said when I'm going to do it. So it's like, I am going to do X when like when am I going to do it and I've like paired it with something and then just habit stacking those things I have been a hundred percent on those habits when before it was kind of like a uh, sometimes I do it sometimes I don't so habit stacking has actually been a really easy and I I would actually call it a low-hanging fruit it's something that we all do it's just putting in that time to decide what habits am I going to do and what am I going to pair it with and it makes it obvious can you tell me because I think I'm going to incorporate this into my life is it when you first get in the car do you do like 10 kegels what no it's like I get in the car turn on the car put on my seatbelt I think it's like putting you know what that's actually probably a really good specific thing because it's more like I put on my seatbelt and I start going and then I I'm just I'm so there I'm sitting anyway yeah, yeah I'm driving okay yeah. the seatbelt click yeah is the cue it's like I've because I've done everything else right I'm Ooh, like, he's in yes. the car I'm good so yes my I mentioned this when we were talking with one of the people we interviewed but it's one of my favorite habit stacking every time I go to red light now I do deep breathing Ooh. several deep breaths like, like as that. deep as I can I focus on my belly going out like using my diaphragm and then and I don't have I do at least three but if it's a really long red light I might just do three or I might do it through the whole red light but either way it's the red light is the cue so yes. I stop with the red light I start the breathing stop signs now it's really cool because once you train it my brain now when I see a stop sign I just do one deep breath like mm-hmm. a one really deep breath mm-hmm. and it is amazing because have you ever noticed well, those of you who are never late to things probably never feel this. But for me, <laughs> who is late, oftentimes when I'm in the car, I find myself tensing up because I'm like, oh, I'm rushing. And But when I do that, I can feel my whole, I mean, my shoulders go down, mm-hmm. like my heartbeat slows, and I probably should come up with some system to stop with the lateness. But <laughs> with it, anyway, it's a huge, it's really cool. Once I've had the cue now, it's like without fail. I see the stop sign. I take a breath. It's a really good I'm going to write that down. For my health. It. So that's my current favorite habit stacking thing that's so easy and it's low-hanging fruit. I, I also it. think if you're aware, so you're probably, for a lot of us, if you look at what you do when you stop at a stoplight, it's probably either stress about that it's red mm-hmm. or look at your phone. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, both not great. Both, both bad. <laughs> Both negatives on the on the habit tracker. Can I add, so with this, if you just do the inverse of any of these laws, you can take away a bad habit. So with that, so if you make it less obvious, so with your phone, it's like if your cue is every time you're at a stoplight, you, t- you pick up your phone. Obviously, to make it less obvious, you could just put, put it your, in your phone. Diaper bag. That would, yeah, mm-hmm. put it away so that you can't just naturally yeah. grab it. You can't mm-hmm. reach your phone. So right. And you can do that with any habit if it's just your phone in general. Mm-hmm. That's an easy thing. It's like I'm going to set it hard for me to get so then it's not just an easy thing for me to do that habit. Yeah, I the habit stacking. So when Carolyn brought up breath, I 
I like to use taking deep breaths when I'm nursing. So any of you nursing mm, a baby, like yeah. it feels like a mini meditation mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And, and then you're also, leaning in physically. Yes. When you do that deep breath, I feel like it's you're like leaning mm-hmm. together. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. And then also um, waiting in lines. I've tried to be intentional about not looking at my phone when I'm waiting in line somewhere. Mm. And and so I try to use that at, not too deep because then people are like, what is what is that person doing? Um, <laughs> You're like doing like ujjayi yoga breath. <laughs> and then also chopping food. Have you guys ever oh, done this? Oh, no. So I don't really like chopping stuff because it's like really boring. And it's a lot of uh-huh. chopping. And it's, it's kind like of the tedious. same thing. It really is. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is a thing that like for- is forcing me to be slow. So I'm just going to enjoy it. And use it as a little, I just call it a mini meditation. It's really not. It's like three breaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I love that habit. Let's call idea. it that. Yeah. Mini meditation. Give yourself the, the yeah. gold star for yeah. <laughs> any of these things. Any mindfulness yeah. is a form of meditation. It's true. Mm-hmm. it's true. Okay. So the next law is craving. And that is to make it attractive um, to create a habit. Or you can do the inverse that Kayla was saying and make it unattractive. This is my probably my favorite because it's really fun Mm -hmm. if you want to create a habit give yourself some sort of little natural incentive incentive or reward so one of my favorites is I I often work out at home early in the morning or go on some sort of walk but it's not as great of a workout because I'm the one pushing myself and I'm easy on myself yeah so when I go to a class I, f- I do get a better workout, and I do like to do that problem. The classes are a lot earlier than you have to wake up, for me at least, if I work out at home. Mm-hmm. So I like to give myself some sort of incentive. And they're usually a full hour. Full hour. You have to drive I can't somewhere to go stop. Or, yeah. I have to. I'm obliged to the people around me and the teachers. So my favorite in- incentive is to give myself some sort of treat. So I like to go get a drink at Starbucks after I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You've paired. Sort of, I've paired. Yes. I've made it attractive and stacked it. Yeah. So it makes me want to go to the classes. I'm like, oh, if I do, I can just then I, go get a little treat after. Yeah. yeah, totally. I, I did the same thing. I've done it when I have – because running is something – It's an. I really don't love running, but I want to. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of it. And it's an easy exercise for me to do. I don't have to go mm-hmm. anywhere. I can yeah. just put on my running shoes it's and outside. I can go. Yeah. yeah, I'm outside. It's good. So, but something I have paired it with either like podcasts or a book that I really am excited mm-hmm. about listening to. Mm-hmm. So I actually did this when Serial, the first season of Serial, if anybody's Serial. listening. Serial, I feel like I need to read. Yeah, it was good. so good. It's very interesting. If anybody has listened to it, maybe you know what I'm saying. If you haven't, I'd recommend it. It's interesting. And if, maybe if you want some incentive to run, it was a good one. And it was, I would really look forward to running and I would go for a lot longer than I normally would go mm-hmm. because I was so interested mm-hmm. and I really wanted mm-hmm. to listen to cereal. Mm-hmm. And I do it with other things too, but that was actually a really good example um, for me. And it, but it is, I will actually say, if you do do it while you're running, it's like a little bit scary sometimes. Yeah. It's like it's like a mystery. You're like looking behind you, like yeah, oh, the yeah. whole time I'd be like, is someone following me? That's but, why you ran so fast. Yes, totally. It like made me run faster, <laughs> made me run for longer. So anyway, so um, yeah, just making it attractive. I love that you said it. it's kind of the fun part because it's true. You can it make is. any habit be fun. So like, be creative in it. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. I like both of those pairings. Uh-huh. Uh, something that James Clear talks about. Another way of pairing is to make the experience itself pleasant because you have community because we all have such a strong need for connection if you can pair any habit you want with community then that is excellent especially people who inspire you to be better so some a place where this has happened for me in my life a ton um is with my workouts i now go to a yoga studio which i had never gone gone to till like a year ago and it's amazing to have a kind of workout. First of all, it's always, he talks about getting into the state of flow, which flow state is so cool anyways, mm-hmm. but where you're always challenging yourself by at least 4%. So it's not like too unaccessible, but it's not too easy. That's how I feel everything I do with this yoga studio, right? Yoga is totally individual and it's wherever you are, but you're just reaching wherever you are. You know what I mean? You're just improving just a little bit. Um, there's acro and aerials and all those things. Like I see little bits of improvement. So I feel like I'm always at that like 4% place every time but specifically the thing that I feel like it's paired with so it's paired with that beautiful flow state which we all enjoy being in but also paired with community like I've never actually felt like a commitment to other people to go and work out it's pretty much always been I'm running by myself or I'm going to a random group fitness class where I don't really know people I'm just showing up nobody cares if I'm there or not 
but here it's like it actually matters how many people are there do we have the right amount of people to work on the things we want to work on and specifically with the acrobat stuff and it has been a game changer for me just the pairing of exercising with community Mm -hmm. and I know you can find that in any kind of exercise there's running groups I have oh I had friends in my last neighborhood who had been running for 20 years because they had a group right there was a group of three women and they would go five days a week and it was connection for them right and they were responsible to each other because if one person didn't wake up at six the other person's it's a huge you know you're actually accountable so I think if you can pair a habit that you're wanting with community it makes it attractive it makes yeah. it way attractive, and it makes, I think it's huge, huge, huge in creating good habits. Mm-hmm. And the alternative to this is making it unattractive. So if you have a, have a habit that you're trying to stop, we've already talked about making it obvious. You know, you get it out of your environment. That self-control thing is all about creating your environment so it's an easy environment, right? Mm-hmm. If that means you're shopping. So, for example, this is a good example for me. If I know the kind of food I want to put into my body, when I shop from home on the internet when I'm full, mm-hmm. right, and I have my list, it is so easy for me to buy the kinds of food I want to feed my family. Mm-hmm. If I go to the store when I'm hungry, oh I'm going to buy just a things. bajillion things, right? Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm not opposed yep. to treats and stuff, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I do want to make sure I'm getting in lots of fruits and vegetables into what we're eating, and I found that for me, making it easy and obvious and attractive has to do with planning ordering it mm-hmm. not going when I'm hungry because if I have like 10 things of Oreos in my pantry I'm just gonna eat the Oreos all the time totally. at home right totally. so it's a matter of making our environment easy and obvious mm-hmm. and attractive and for me another way of pairing that is making it attractive is when I make a really yummy meal for my family that makes our bodies feel good we usually stay at the table for longer so that's actually mm-hmm. what I'm pairing it with right mm-hmm. I'm pairing the joy of in enjoying wonderful food with the connection that I'm feeling with my family. Mm-hmm. And that's another way of, that's what we're pairing it with, right? And I think it makes it way attractive. That's like part of my motivation for making dinner, right? Yeah. So we have that connection time. Totally. So that's another example of ways to pair. I also think on the making it easy, when you say your environment, I think a lot of us probably have people inside our environment that are either... N- not supporting, like maybe it's a toxic environment with the habits you want to have, or uh, just not obvious that you're, so if it's your husband or wife or your kids, I think having that clear communication with the people in your environment of the habits that you want can really help make it obvious. And because everyone in your household is aware, okay, my mom is doing her morning Mm -hmm. routine right now. Mm -hmm. And they can see that. It makes it so much easier if you have that support in your environment. So I think when you're looking, you're trying to be aware of what habits you want to create, bring your people on board. Because again, the clarity. If they don't know, Mm -hmm. then they can't really support you in it. Mm -hmm. So um, this is something that Parker and I do is right now with with tons of little kids, we switch mornings that we mm-hmm. it's just like our morning you can do whatever you want yes. usually it's that we leave to do some sort of workout outside the home um and once we set that up it made that habit there was accountability because that's my morning so i mm-hmm. want to take advantage of it because mm-hmm. he's sacrificing hit that time for mm-hmm. me to be able to have that time yes. and vice versa yes. so it's like the accountability makes it obvious um, and it does make it easy because you have someone that you know that's there yes, to watch the kids. Yeah. Exactly. So I think getting your people on board is super important. Mm, yeah, I love that. I like that. Um, along with just making it easy, um, I think, so yeah, having the environment that's perfect, but also there's certain things. So say Miracle Morning was another thing that I feel like I'm, I do pretty good at, but it's not 100% and I want it to be. So that was like a habit that I want to do. And there's definitely a few things that I have tried to do to make it easier. But one of them is, because before I kind of had all my stuff everywhere, you know, I had, you know, I had my journal in one place and then, and it was, it's in my bedroom. So it's like, for, I want to take it out because Cameron's sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I just wasn't, it was a little bit harder, like the barrier to entry to mm-hmm. do it made it a little harder because I had to like grab my journal in one place and then, you know, I read my scriptures, I grab it in another place and then to get my water, like there was just a few mm-hmm. things that I had to go. And so... 
to make it easier, I just, and again, this sounds so simple, but I just put them all in one place and it's downstairs. So it's not like I have to pull it out of the room and I'm trying to be quiet while he's in there. It's like, I have it in one place and I know when I go down, I have like my water there, my lamp is set up. So it's not like hard for me to find it. And that has made it easier for me to actually do it. And it was something, and another thing, again, with making it the inverse of making it not easy. And this is something you both have talked about that, but I love like on previous episodes, but I'm a very, it's so easy to snooze, you know what I mean? On my alarm. And so to make it not easy, because that was another deterrent for me to do my miracle morning is I just be like, well, I'll just snooze it a couple times and like three times go by. And I hate that because it's like, I'm not even getting good sleep. There's so many things that I hate about snoozing, but I do it. So to make it uneasy, I just put it further away. So I would actually have to get out of bed to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it's way more work for me to then get back in bed. So it's just Mm -hmm. really helped me again with the miracle morning. I made certain things not easy and I made certain things easier and it has increased my like mm-hmm. habit of doing miracle morning it was the law of inertia once you start moving it's so much easier right. i think my favorite morning hack in i mean there's a lot i like but my favorite morning hack is that i keep my phone in my my bedroom closet so i have to walk up go through my bathroom to my closet and once you're there it's like i'm already in the bathroom yeah here's my clothes that i set out the night before my exercise clothes i'm just gonna put them on yeah. And I think that is huge. And I just want to add to the Miracle Morning Bucks. So we have Miracle Morning Buckets. Like I have like a cute basket that has, yeah, everything I need in it. Journal, planner, scriptures, all the stuff I need. And, but the habit is I get up, I'm pairing it with something delightful. So I've already done the make it easy and make snoozing uneasy, difficult mm-hmm. by putting my phone far away. Mm-hmm. It's easy because my exercise clothes are already out, right? But then when I come out to actually do my Miracle Morning, I always, I come out, I start heating up tea, right? And then I take the cup of tea with me to my miracle morning. So I'm pairing it with something. Attractive. Yeah, attractive. So tea to me, like I love hot drinks. So like I'm just sitting there sipping this delicious tea. And something about that, I mean, it takes an extra few minutes, but it's that like you're making it, the bucket's making it easy, the keeping your phone in the other place, making it difficult to snooze. And then by pairing it with a delightful tea, it's the attractive. combo is really nice. But what I want to say there about kids is my kids actually have their own Miracle Morning buckets. My girls do. My boys are getting old enough where I'm ready for them to create their own. But they also keep their journal and their scriptures. And I give them like a little writing prompt to do for their Miracle Morning. But same thing. Kids, if you don't put it all together, they're like scrambling around. Wait, where's my pen? Mm-hmm. Hold morning, on. I move my journal. And yeah. then it just never, ever happens. So that hack that you just said, Caitlin, to all you parents out there is amazing for kids. And I think it's so cool to have their, and I just found boxes that we like had around, right? Like mm-hmm. one's like a cute shoe box, you yeah. know? Yeah. But they're just, the, everything is there makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so you're teaching them how to make it easy, the actual action easy. And they don't like tea right now, so they don't feel that <laughs> same. That's not attractive for them. It's not attractive. <laughs> but for me, if you like that, pair it with something really attractive. If you love eating an apple, eat an mm-hmm. apple, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, is there something that just makes you wanting to go snuggle yeah. up and do it? Yeah, totally. I think also it's the concept of act, like putting yourself into. Okay, so I don't want to say. So James Clare uses there's two ways of going about doing something, like you have an end goal um, that you want to do. And I think a lot of the times we can say, okay, I want to be the type of person who goes to the gym and works out every day. So. I kind of, you know, get all excited and I sign up for the gym and I buy new gym clothes and I say, you know, I'm going to go do this and I set up with someone to go and you're doing all the little steps, but then you don't actually ever get to the thing you want to do, which is actually work out. (laughs) And I think that happens so much because we let perfection get in our way of if I'm not going six days a week to yoga class at 6 a.m. every single time for an hour and a half then I'm just gonna not do anything we let perfection be the enemy of good or doing at all Mm -hmm. and so I I just like that motivation of just take the next step just Mm -hmm. do the next thing or just you know if it if you say you want to work out every single day I feel like we're using working out a lot. <laughs> we're not really like working out a lot people. <laughs> That's, That's probably why we're using it a lot because it's the hardest one. <laughs> so bear with our examples. <laughs> and that isn't a lot of people's goal realm, right? Exactly. They want to be yes. be able to use their body. Yes. And working yes. out is a way to get to that yes. point. Yes, yes. Because yeah, we're not like 
fitness like, well, people. I've got my pre-workout. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but I'm saying this because if, if you maybe just look up a little yoga video on YouTube that's seven minutes long and, and you're taking that action, you can build up to the big goal. But I think a lot of the times we just piddle around and do little things that we that we think are contributing to the end goal instead of just like doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, the preparation. We're caught yes. up in the preparation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm going to write a book. So I need to like research a jillion reason, a jillion ways to write a book and publish it. And I'm going to like take a million online classes for writing instead of just like maybe just write totally. a paragraph every day. And I think, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's especially important when it's something that like maybe it is hard to just get started, like yeah. to get going because I just had this, when I was thinking about the habits that I want to start, I've been wanting to do the piano more. That's something that I wanted to pick up. But I've like, I've definitely been like, okay, well, I'm going to have Cameron teach me how to do this. And I don't really even know where to start. So I might, and I've kind of been tiptoeing around it. And that's something that I haven't done. But if I think if I would just say, like, I've already made the time that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So if I would just sit down and start doing it, if I started doing it, it's even just the, mm-hmm. the act of doing it that mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you're in it. So I think totally. sometimes, especially when we're just unmotivated to even get started, mm-hmm. I love it, James Clear, and this is another thing too, but even just saying, I'm going to do it for two minutes, it gets you into it. Because sometimes yes. if you're having a hard time motivating yourself, when do you ever actually stop after two minutes? So it's like you kind of get into it and then you can keep going. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good, if you're having a hard time motivating yourself, making something feel easy, just say you're going to do it for two minutes, and sometimes that's enough to kind of get the ball rolling. And give you permission to stop. If you really want to stop after two minutes, you can. Right. In fact, he says you can start any habit you want if you start with two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody can start something for two minutes, and then it does just grow, which yeah. I totally agree with. So the last um, way that you can motivate yourself towards better habits is to have reward or make it satisfying, and we've talked about this um, a little bit. I think the inverse is probably also equally as helpful as to make something unsatisfying. Um, my favorite tip for making something satisfying is to change have tos into I get to do it. It makes it way more satisfying for me. So instead of I have to make dinner, I get to make dinner. I get to create something. Um, that my family's going to love or... And brings them together. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah, like the reason why. Um, I had a friend that said, I just love when I have a newborn that I get to just be holding them and caring for them mm-hmm. all day. And that is like such a a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I can be sitting and just holding a baby yeah. and I get to have that that purpose just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you change your mindset to for cleaning, I get to create an environment where my family feels like happy and comfortable and guests mm-hmm. comes over mm-hmm. guests come over and it feels um, like a fun place to be. I think just changing that mindset really makes it super satisfying for me mm-hmm. with any habit. Mm-hmm. I love that because I I I had never really thought about that before. But it's so true. You're doing the same action. Like, if you're going to do it anyway and it's something that you're going to choose to do, right. then changing your mindset to saying, I get to do this, mm-hmm. it, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is really satisfying. And that kind of goes along with being mindful, the baby example. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to the food I put inside my body, it is satisfying when I eat it and I check in with my body and I'm like, oh, my body feels so good. Like, mm-hmm. when I eat sushi, mm-hmm. I just love it. Mm-hmm. It is refreshing. Mm-hmm. But there are other things mm-hmm. when I eat them that is still fine, but after I'm like, mm, that wasn't very unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. And I think just being mindful, you automatically get great satisfying cues for the things that are wonderful for you and unsatisfying cues for things that aren't if you're truly mindful about it. Mm-hmm. Most addictions feel good in the moment, but when you check them with yourself after, you're like, mm. mm-hmm. Like very few people I know who have addictions who have destroyed parts of their life when they talk about it they're like I didn't feel great once it was done or once the high wore off or any of those things so if you're mindful of what happens after then you'll be like oh this isn't a reward it's like a it's very unsatisfying and just tapping into that I think can be huge for so mindfulness in itself is beautiful there's like a satisfying Mm -hmm. thing built into mindfulness I think a lot of bad habits do feel good bad habits I I don't want it but you know what I mean Something that you yeah. don't want to do does often feel good in the moment. Yeah. Sitting and watching Netflix instead of going yeah. to work out or eating a donut instead of a 
green smoothie in the morning. Scrolling through your phone is right. It's like numbing, and it kind of gives right. you a second. But then when you look back, you're like, oh, you're I just like, wasted oh, 20 minutes. It's easy and attractive. Yes. During. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. But after, you rarely feel satisfied. Exactly. Right? So if you can check mm-hmm. into that satisfied feeling, like, am I satisfied? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. Right. I'm rarely satisfied when I do any of those things. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I think an excellent tool that uh, James Clear mentions in the book that I found super effective for helping make something satisfying, and maybe it's part of my personality, but I think it probably applies to most people, is habit tracking, which is just simply mm-hmm. tracking mm-hmm. when you off. did it. Mm-hmm. And I did do this with, again, I had five habits that I really wanted to do well and I did I just put in my planner each day I put a check mark for did I do my vitamins did I do my miracle morning did I drink my water like did I do these different things that I wanted to do so I have five things and then at the end of the day or even throughout the day I could check them off Mm -hmm. and simply having even just writing them down without even checking them off I think about it because I know I'm going to track it like I'm tracking it mm-hmm. and it does make it satisfying to be able to check off and be like, I did those five things today. Mm-hmm. It feels so good and it totally makes it mm-hmm. satisfying. Um, and something that this maybe sounds a little bit, I don't know, it sounds kind of crazy, but he um, he gave an example of a guy who like to make sales calls, he put paper clips from one jar into another. Mm-hmm. Like each call he did, he would put paper clips and then he would only stop once the one jar was totally empty and the other jar was full. And so I actually did that for drinking water. I have this goal. I have a cup of water, like a jug of water, that I was like, if I drink this three times, I will have reached my water drinking goal for the day. Because before it was kind of like, I never knew how much water I was drinking. I sometimes get headaches, and I don't know if that's why. And so it was something that it was like, I sometimes track it, I sometimes don't. But I have plants. So what I've done, my own way of tracking it, that has made it satisfying for me, is I have, they're on my, like in front of my kitchen sink. So I'm kind of in that area all the time. And I put them all to one side. And then as soon as I finish a jug of water, I move a so plant to the other side. So you have, you have three plants? Side. I have more than three. So oh. if I drink more than three, okay. great. But oh, yeah. they're, they all start on one side. <laughs> and then as I drink a jug, I just move a plant mm-hmm. over, which maybe sounds like kind of weird. I just imagine weird. like a video of you in the middle of the day, just like drinking, moving your plants. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like it. No, it's a visual representation. It's a visual yeah. representation. And it helps me yeah. remember it because I'm like, oh, there's no oh, plants no plant. over there. Like I'm like, <laughs> and it's three o'clock. What's happened? So it's good because... I actually am tracking it, and it's a very visual thing. I see it. It's in my main area all the time. Even if I've left for the day, like, I can come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I can move it. Mm -hmm. And it actually has been so helpful for me, and it's helped me track it, and it has made it satisfying. So Mm -hmm. I think that anybody, you can kind of make it into any visual representation Mm -hmm. that you want Mm -hmm. for whatever goal you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. But that has made water drinking a habit for me over the last couple weeks. That's so cool. The science behind this, I think, is fascinating uh, James Clare goes into the science that we are using brains that have been around for a long time, but for our ancestors, uh, immediate gratification generally helped you survive, right? If you see fruit on a tree, you should probably pick it and eat it so you have enough calories to get through the day. Um, even like all, I mean, all sorts of things that you make an immediate reaction and usually the things that felt good were the things that kept you alive, mm-hmm. right? But we live in a time now where we have way food abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And we live in a time now where we have things that can artificially keep our intelli- I mean, our attention, like our technology. And what does he call it? Oh, he calls it something like, they're like super stimulus. Like mm-hmm. we're living in a world yeah. that our brains weren't create, like right. our brains have only been living in this kind of world very recently, but we're still using the same brains that our ancestors used. Mm-hmm. They were programmed for immediate gratification actually keeps you alive. Mm-hmm. Now, most things that are immediately gratifying are not good for us in the long term. If we just go with what our like instincts are calling for, sometimes that isn't going to go well for us. So the idea is by we're kind of choosing to take control of our own habits when we choose to make things satisfying that are good in the long run. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes drinking water isn't like the most like, oh my goodness, I'm craving this and it's so attractive, mm-hmm. right? We can do things to make it more attractive and make it more easy and make it more obvious. We can do things to create that. But then for you, the moving the plants over is making something that normally wouldn't be super satisfying, satisfying. Much more satisfying. So we're right. using, we're tapping into that part of our brain that, and we're using it to actually create delayed gratification where we, we do something that's for our future self. Like he, and again, going back to the working out, he's like, nobody works out one time and they're like, great, I feel Ooh. so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
It in fact, a, you usually feel kind yeah. of not that great. It isn't until after months that you're like, oh my goodness, I can actually, I'm stronger. I have I more just, energy. I just chased my kid and didn't get tired. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I'm sleeping better at night. Those things take some time to develop. So if you can do little things to make them satisfying now, kind of artificially, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, it's kind of like you're hacking the system, right. using your brain's natural feedback that really, we weren't really, our brains aren't programmed for. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, tracking and having a visual representation of some kind of movement is really satisfying mm-hmm. for us. So it's kind of cool science, I think, to be aware of so that you can use it for your advantage. Totally. And I think you could use, when you're talking about now I can keep up with my kid, it makes me think about if you have a gratitude practice, mm. I think that would be a really cool way to look back and say, oh, these habits have built on themselves and I've come full circle to the why, like my identity, mm. the why. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when I write things I'm grateful for, I don't think I give enough credit to the things I'm doing daily Ooh. to get there. You know what I'm saying? And that makes it satisfying. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't know if we would all notice oh, I just ran with my kid way further because I've been doing my daily habit of my seven-minute workout. Uh-huh. Unless, at least I wouldn't probably, yeah. unless I took time to, to reflect. reflect. Yeah. So, Which goes back to I one of I'm our do that. things we always talk about, solitude, yeah. stillness, reflection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love I'm gonna, that. I'm add that in. All right, guys. Well, it's so fun to talk about habits today. I want to hear all of your habit hacks back. Because yeah, I feel too. like yeah. I love hearing stuff like that that people do where it's like oh my gosh that's so easy yeah yes. change my life. i can totally implement that yeah yes. so and um, we make each other better that way like the exactly. breathing thing i didn't make that up i had a friend yeah. tell me that yeah, yeah. that's yeah cool. totally so we'll do a call for those habit hacks when this episode comes out all right guys let's find the magic Brown cows. 